Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday the 29th of July coming up. Father and son guilty of modern day slavery ring. They have no money, they have no means to get out and they have no other options and it's that vulnerability that's then exploited once they've got them where they want them to be. School changes curriculum to give children a chance to be creative. For the last 10, 15, 20 years we've been under such pressure to just focus on SATs. We want to develop a very wide curriculum. And work's underway on a new street market at a shopping centre. We are going to be having a cinema here, music. It's a really exciting offering coming to the town, which I think is going to benefit everybody. Everybody will want to be here. This will be the place to be. Kent Online reports. So first up today, the Kent ringleaders of a modern-day slavery network have been found guilty of people trafficking offences. Canterbury Crown Court heard the 48- and 26-year-olds preyed on vulnerable homeless people in the Czech Republic, promising them free accommodation in and around Dover and good money. Instead, up to 18 victims at a time were found living in a four-bedroom home and were paid just £20 a week. Chief Crown Prosecutor for the South East, Frank Ferguson, has been chatting to Ish. Well, Peter and Maria Makula were uh, running uh, what was put forward as an employment agency, but really it was a vehicle to get people over from the Czech Republic who were very vulnerable, had very little, uh, promising them hundreds of pounds a week in in wages uh, and accommodation. Uh, But actually when they got uh, to England, they were put in uh, very cramped conditions in a house which had uh, up to 18 people in at one time. Uh, They were charged £100 a week for uh, rent um, each, even though the property itself was only rented for £900 a month. And they were paid a fraction of their wages. Um, The money from the the tiling company, for example, which is one of the businesses that were being used, was paid to the defendants as the employment agents and uh, they passed on hardly anything uh, back to uh, the employees and as I said they took money off them uh, for rent even though they were living in squalor. And the way in which these people were exploited, I mean, we're talking about human trafficking. How, how serious of a crime have they committed? It's a very serious crime. Uh, it, as, as I say, it's modern slavery, effectively, uh, and it's, uh, something that we all thought was uh, put to bed in history, but uh, it's not, which is why these offences now have to be uh, have been enacted to uh, address this kind of really serious um, criminal offending across uh, the different countries, bringing people in who have nothing uh, and and then tr- treating them in that way, uh, exploiting their vulnerability and uh, creating a dependence uh, upon them for for the you know the very very basics and uh, keeping them there sometimes through threats of violence. It's it's really serious uh, and organised crime. Can you talk a little bit more about how they were exploited in terms of the actual conditions they were living in, for example? Um, you know, the way that How were they brought over here? And they were living in and around Dover, is what we understand. Well, Mario, who was the son, was one of the people who was, in, he was involved in uh, actually bringing them over. They weren't forced to come over. They were brought over on false promises. So they would approach, he would approach people up in, uh, in, in the streets in Czechoslovakia who uh, were obviously vulnerable and in need and would um, persuade them that uh, this was a good idea idea and um, then he would he would bring them over and um, then him and his father then would would put them into a house as I say there's one house 
which had uh, 77 people registered there with um, DWP over uh, the six-year period and uh, had 18 people in the property at one time, uh, no running water, electricity, really poor conditions. It, with the nature of this, of this crime, I mean, the, the idea of using false promises, is that something that's commonly used in this, that you've seen from cases like this? That's often the way it's done uh, in order to... Uh, so people aren't forced to come physically. Uh, they're, they're, they're told of uh, great, great things that are going to happen when they get to, to where they're going. And then, of course, by the time they get there, they have, uh, they have no money, they have no means to get out, and they have no other options. And it's that vulnerability that's then exploited once they've got them where they want them to be. And how was it that they were able to be stopped, ultimately? Well, one of the, one of the victims came, uh, left the house and came forward and uh, told the police, and uh, that sparked a, a major investigation between the um, uh, Kent and Essex Serious Crime Directorate and the, uh, and the Kent Police. So, uh, And that's what led to what was a, a yeah, really major and complex investigation and complex criminal prosecution, and then the trial that lasted some three months. How long did that investigation last for? When, 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 when sort of the timing of all that? The first person came up, came forward uh, late in 2017, uh, and then arrests were made following uh, investigations in, in May of 2018, and then further arrests in October uh, of 2018, which then led to the prosecution, uh, and then obviously there's a wait until the trial. Um, took place just now. And, and the investigation, what would that have involved? Well, that, that, would have, that involved uh, going over to Czechoslovakia, talking to all, uh, all the victims they could uh, trace who've been through uh, w- um, this experience. It involved uh, looking at uh, the, the money trails that, uh, in terms of the money that should have gone to these people but didn't. Uh, it involved looking into the organisations who were uh, employing them through the agency. So th- the whole the whole picture from beginning to end was investigated in detail so that a clear picture could then be uh, presented to the court by my team. Elsewhere today, police are keen to speak to anyone who was at a pub near Ashford on Saturday night after a woman told officers she was sexually assaulted. She's said to have been attacked at the forestall in Merzham during the late evening. A 21-year-old man's been arrested. Six 16 people who were part of a gang that supplied drugs across the southeast, including in Medway, have been jailed for a total of more than 61 years. They use dealers in areas all over the region to store and sell crack cocaine and heroin. One of the men was arrested in Chatham last June. A woman's been taken to hospital after reportedly being hit over the head with a bottle in Gravesend. She's said to have been attacked by another woman in Fort Gardens off Cartoon Place just before seven last night. Police are looking into it and so far no one's been been arrested. A drink driver who tried to claim he was innocent while lying in the wreckage of a car crash near Sittingbourne has been ordered to pay more than £1,700. Dean Lee was more than double the alcohol limit when he drove his car into a building on the Euralink Industrial Estate in January. The 31-year-old from Buttercup Avenue in Minster also abused and attacked an emergency worker. He's been banned from driving for 20 months and will also have to do 80 hours of community service. Kent Online reports. Next, we've been chatting to a Kent head teacher who's planning to change his school's curriculum to focus more on subjects like music, art and sport. St Peter's Primary in Aylesford has been lucky enough to have workshops with top musicians over the past few months, including Phil James, who plays guitar in the West End stage version of Lion King. Well, he helped them write and record their own song. Anish has been finding out more from head Jim Holditch. I've been here two years and, and, and we're trying to 
develop, the, the governors, the staff, we all feel the same, that we want to develop a very wide curriculum with more focus on music, art, PE, modern foreign languages. So as of next year, every Thursday will just be that. You know, on a Thursday, it is just art, music, PE, modern foreign languages. And we, we put the, the English and the maths, etc., and all the other subjects on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But we have a day devoted to, to really emphasising the need to be creative and to enjoy those subjects. So it's a journey we're on. It, it's just growing and growing, uh, you know, our ability to um, deliver a, a really enriched curriculum for the children. Absolutely. And, and what was that opportunity like for, for the children? Obviously, you're getting professional equipment that is used for the production of Lion King on the West End. That opportunity, what it, was that like for the children? You can imagine it. They were as excited to actually be there. They had their headphones on. They're singing into the microphones. And, of, of course, all they're hearing is the backing track in the in their in their in their headphones so they had a wonderful time they felt like stars but i think the most moving thing was that they didn't hear the end product until a week later when phil came back in and played the cds and all of the children i think were moved but there were a couple of girls who didn't realize that their voices had been picked out as solos and and there were there were a few tears you know from staff and from children when we heard the finished product, and it's it's so professional. It was fantastic. It's really heartwarming to hear, Jim. That must obviously give you a sense of pride and obviously pleasure to see that this change in appears to be working for the children. Yeah, and I, th- I think most head teachers would tell you that, that for the last 10, 15, 20 years, we've been under such pressure to just focus on SATs. And we've we resisted and we've tried to do, to protect and enrich curriculum. And when you can actually see the tangible benefits in children being excited and smiling and, and their feeling of self-worth when they're having their voices recorded by professional musicians on professional equipment and then the end product on a CD being played back and some of them soloing, wow, it, it, it is such, such a boost to their confidence and self-esteem. Fantastic. Absolutely. And so the, the song is going to be sold as in digital copies, is that right? Later in it, September, is that right? Absolutely. When we come back, uh, we'll make it available to everyone. And I'm sure you know, parents, grandparents, etc. will be, be snapping it up because their children are involved. But when you hear the end, end product, it's really good. You know, th- these are not just children who parents would want to list it. They, the end product is, is fantastic. And, you know, they're, they're, like I said, the teachers had a few tears in their eyes as, as we were listening to them. So year three have got a CD of their song, year four have one of theirs, and year five have one of theirs. And each song relates to, because, because it's a Church of England school, one of the values, one of the Christian values we've been studying. So it's it's wonderful when you listen to them. A man who jumped off a roof while running from police in Dover has been jailed for more than two years. Officers were chasing Salah Salah following reports he'd threatened someone with a knife in Folkestone Road in March. The 23-year-old who doesn't have a permanent address pleaded guilty to a fray and threatening a person with a blade. Ashford's rejected a call to declare a climate emergency despite other authorities in the county backing the idea. Medway, Swale, Maidstone, Gravesham and Canterbury are all supporting 
it, but Ashford has voted against it, saying the term emergency was not appropriate. Well, the council leader instead has proposed a counter-motion to commit to reduce carbon emissions by 2030. And finally today, work is underway, converting part of a shopping centre in Kent into a new street food market. Ely Court at Royal Victoria Place in Tunbridge Wells is due to open later this summer and it's promising a taste of food from around the world. Nikki Blanchard is from the centre. This is um, a new food and beverage offering um, and also leisure as well in in a part of um, the shopping centre and uh, we're, we're really, really excited about it. It's a brand new market um, with new traders, with young traders, with um, different street food operators. Um, we are going to be having a cinema here, a pop-up cinema. We're going to be having um, music. Uh, so it, it's a really exciting offering coming to the town, which I think is going to benefit everybody. Everybody will want to be here. This will be the place to be. It's a completely different offering because it's going to be a late night economy as well. So we're going to be opening um, in the morning for breakfast, um, lunches and then we'll be open until 9 o'clock on a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and on a Thursday to Saturday up until 11 o'clock. So it's a completely different offering which in its in effect will um, help all the other traders in this part of town as well and hopefully in all of the town. Joan Farris from Central Markets has been telling us why Tunbridge Wells has been chosen for the new project. The first we believe that Ken is an amazing area. Uh, Tunbridge Wells and a really beautiful town and a British land give us the opportunity to run this place in a good agreement and the economy situation in Tunbridge Wells at the moment is it's really good for us to take this adventure on board to create a, a cultural, a multicultural area that all the society and all the different ages of Tunbridge Wells enjoy our activities and our food. It comes as £11 million is going to be spent on renovating the whole centre, including new flooring, seating and artwork. And you can also watch our video report on this story by heading online. That's it for now. But for more news throughout the day, you can, of course, head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.